0: In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal.
1: Greetings listeners, we are coming to you again today via Zoom for those of you watching us on TV and also through America Matters Media, which is our radio station. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, listening to The Royal Treatment. We're here every week to answer your health questions questions, and if you don't have any questions, well, we always have some answers. Keep in mind, our program is designed to help inform you, the listener, or empower you with information you can use to optimize your health and well-being. Most of you already know that the current healthcare system is a sick care system based on disease management, and that's what insurance reimbursed and pays for. But if you want optimal health and wellness, well, you have to take charge of your life, and that means you might have to pay for some things, or I should say, invest in your health. First, I'd like to thank our sponsors. We have two in particular, the Turtle Healing Bank Clinic, where I work here in Las Vegas, and the First Nation Medical Board. Both of these entities are sponsored by the Crow Nation of Indians. This is because we believe that the future of alternative medicine, if we are to preserve, protect, and promote it, Lies in the jurisdiction there of the indian nation they have been given the right by the federal government to Regulate the practice of traditional medicine which includes all things alternative holistic integrative And so forth And so we thank them for their support. In fact, we recently um, Updated our agreement with the crow tribe of indians to include some other entities that are related to everything that we're doing with the clinic and the First Nation Medical Board. Well, today we have a guest with us. Her name is Carol Peterson. She is a registered pharmacist, but also a certified nutrition practitioner. She specializes in hormones, particularly female hormones, because she worked with Women's International Pharmacy for well, I want to say 27 years, but she can tell That's us. Correct. Uh, well, thank you. I was going to say you could tell us otherwise if I get it wrong. She also hosts a radio show in the New York area called Take Charge of Your Health. So we have lots to talk about today. And, uh, Carol, I didn't say a whole heck of a lot about you, but maybe you can fill me and our listeners in on the things that I didn't cover.
2: Okay. I would say in addition to that, uh, one time – I was nominated as pharmacist of the year. I didn't win, but my category was activist. And Mm, uh, I've, I've carried that into my career with everything. And it seems like in every arena of my life requires some action because we are being attacked from so many areas and I'm, very involved right now with the integrative medical consortium you and i had a little chat about that say umbrella group for um, complementary integrative medicine groups and uh, some of the practitioners in this group in their member organizations are being attacked and gagged and i i assume we can speak freely
1: sure speak freely
2: (laughs) speak freely The Federal Trade Commission is up to well over 250 warning letters to physicians, DOs, chiropractors, naturopaths, acupuncturists, homeopaths, uh, supplement companies. And, And the message pretty much is, if you are talking about COVID and you have... Any kind of scheme to mitigate, resolve, prevent, build resilience to, you could get a warning letter, and there are uh, web trolls looking for you. The uh, Federal Trade Commission, I believe, has spent three hundred fifty thousand dollars on these type of people to to come out and find you. And, and so you have 48 hours to seize and desist. <laughs> and if you're faced with the guerrilla of the U.S. federal government, what's going to happen? What's, what's going to happen is your presence on the, on the web or even a brochure you have in your office might be uh, uh, suspect. And one practitioner was a naturopath, was following the guidance of the uh, naturopathic board in their state to put on their website all the things that they were doing in their office to be protective and what they were going to be doing when they right. reopened their office. So that's on the front page. Buried deeply into previous blogs was how to help yourself with the flu or the virus system. Uh, season uh way before covid so just even uniting those two things on the same website not having anything to do with each other uh got them a letter a threatening letter right now i don't know of anybody who is (laughs) out now taking it to court i think it's a violation not only a freedom of speech it's a violation really of the um the regulation of the professions By the federal government versus state government, professions should be state government role. That's what's happening. So there's a big incursion of federalism into our ability to really speak out and and tell people what's what's happening, what they can do for themselves. I agree with um, you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's it. Very interesting. We're going to continue that conversation and talk about perhaps the difference between federal and state regulation. I'm Dr. Dan Royer, listed in the World Team. Our guest today is Carol Peterson, registered pharmacist. Stay right with us. We'll be back. you like more energy? A photon sound beam may be the solution you need. A photon sound beam uses electrical energy to ionize gases that generate ozone and light to enter your body directly through the skin. The energy produced by a photon sound beam assists your body's healing process. It does this by improving the electrical energy of the body's cells. Get your photon sound beam by calling 702-444-LUCKY. The optimal cell voltage for the body's cells is between 70 and 100 millivolts. When cell voltage decreases below 60 millivolts, the cell becomes weakened and diseased. For example, cancer cells usually have a cell voltage below 30 millivolts. Call 702 444 Lucky and order your photon sound beam today. A longer, healthier, and more vital life is only made possible with optimal cell voltage. The photon sound beam has also been found to be effective in relieving pain, inflammation, and joint stiffness, as well as improving immune function. Call 702 444 Lucky and get a free quote for your photon sound beam. That number again is 702 444 5825.
3: One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. Years <throat> 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has mom, my mind. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse pre-diabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. <laughs>
4: is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
0: This overload.
3: Shannon Molosson here. Join us for the Nevada Radio Roundup, Fridays at 2 p.m. A Good News Variety Show, all about the local scene. The Nevada Roundup, Friday at 2.
0: To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show.
1: We are back to the show. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you are listening to The Royal Treatment. Now, if you need to reach me if you have a health question and you would like some free medical advice, who wouldn't like that? Now, <laughs> there are limits, you know, what we can do. I had a patient who emailed me uh, this morning who has a breast cancer condition and wants to know exactly what we would do for her. Of course, she's been through conventional therapy and is now in stage four and has had the mastectomy, the chemotherapy, and so forth. And she wants to know what my plan would be for her. My plan is for her to come in the office, for us to do some additional tests, which they haven't done, such as Nagelase and AMAS, to yes. check uh, the enzyme produced by cancer to inhibit her immune system, because that's what we work to emphasize. And the AMAS test to check the cancer antibodies, to mm-hmm. see if her body's actually recognizing and fighting cancer. And then we can make a plan. But I always need more information from the patient because we're limited in what we can do for people who are not patients. And we're also limited... Um, by the information we're given, whether it's by a text or email. So you can't really replace the face-to-face human interaction. And I always need the patient here in order to decide what's best for their treatment plan. Uh, we also have a rule, for example, patients may want us to fill out paperwork. And this could be for the uh, Family Medical Leave Act. But we always ask them to come in because they're questions that we simply can't answer unless they are here. In person, and you don't want me to answer without you because you might not like the outcome. If <laughs> yes. Now, if you need to reach me, you can always email me, Dr. Dan Royal, directly at D Royal, at THB Clinic. That's D as in Daniel Royal at THB Turtle Or you can call us here at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic, 702 562 1454, 702 562 1454. And now back to our guest, Carol. Peterson, and we're going to continue on with our discussion. We were talking before the break a little bit about the difference between federal and state regulation.
2: Right. So no single state ever gave the federal government its authority to regulate any of the professions, whether it's dentistry, medicine, nursing, pharmacy. Correct. It's all pretty much sanctified as being a state's right and authority. But now we're getting, in various ways, we're getting like insidious um, incursion into our ability to practice. And one well, of the, we should one probably
1: of the- emphasize the point that the reason the states have that jurisdiction is because they are solely responsible for the health, safety, and welfare of their citizens. And what's very interesting is when they are challenged on this matter, at least at the Supreme Court level, they have never lost. So this is an area, even as of today, where the states do reign supreme. So please continue.
2: Oh, so we, we have faced a number of challenges from the FDA in the field I am with compounding and, and hormone therapies. And in 1997, we won a um, lawsuit against the uh, FDA. And it, if the regulations as they had written that were to prevail, they were going to prevent any pharmacist who was doing any compounding. That's individualized preparations for people. Um, they were going to inhibit our ability to talk about any drug, drug therapy, or classes of drug. Um, So maybe you could have uh, two words, I compound, (laughs) nothing else, a severe restriction of speech, and it went to the um, Supreme Court, actually, on commercial free speech, truthful speech. Mm -hmm. And it was a horrifying experience. I got to be there and go through the whole process, and which was horrifying to me was it was a five-to-four decision. One person made all the difference. Four justices at the time decided that commercial free speech was not um, guaranteed by the First Amendment in our case, and it just was shocking to me. Uh, Having gone through that, obviously we prevailed, but then the FDA came back with a whole new set of regulations, and the regulations now are uh, even more draconian and they're trying to, first of all, decrease your ability to use substances because the FDA has set up a committee where only they can approve uh, what you're going to compound with. And um, they meet about four times a year and look at, um, maybe they look at uh, up to four or five substances per meeting and mostly in spite of any testimony or whatever the FDA's recommendations are to deny so our ability to choose things and even uh, dietary supplements the herbal world they have flat flat hands down refused to even consider that they're not even going to consider it as a possibility. So I know there have been some herbal products that are um, being challenged like artemisia and curcumin have even been used intravenously. And the FDA is trying to shut all that down. Another tactic by the FDA, similar to what the Federal Trade Commission is doing, that if you want to um, compound, that your pharmacy can't send things over state lines if it is more than 5% of what you compound, or alternatively, you reach agreement with each and every state, and they might raise it to 30 or 40%, which is, is a terrible um, hindrance to specialty pharmacies. Let's say your specialty, as ours was, was hormones, and we were one of the first in the country to do that. So our our customer base and we're duly licensed all over was hormones. I know other pharmacies might specialize in pain therapies, or are a special disease state. Like um, a friend who's actually Canadian, his whole effort as a pharmacist um, became providing the super nutrition that children with Down syndrome needed. So. Okay. He, he needed to have and uh, needs to have continue a wide reach for people to access that, that kind of thing. And I'm sure this is going to go in the courts, but it's, it's up there right now. And then the FDA uh, has uh, charged the National Academy of Science, Engineering, and Medicine, a newly formed group, but they're, they're pretty much in the pocket of the FDA, They formed a committee to review hormone um, uh, therapies, whatever kind, whatever kind of hormone therapies that were being compounded. And I have to say, I listened to all of them. Uh, Dr. David Rosensweet um, did a magnificent presentation. Uh, Some of the other presentations were okay, and some of them weren't all that good, uh, not the caliber of information that people should have out there, but the caliber of that committee was horrifying to me. The uh, type of questions that were being asked showed to me not even a baseline of knowledge and physiology, biochemistry. <laughs> so it's like, even though you have this big fancy name, National Association of uh, science, engineering, and medicine, um, it doesn't mean that those people have the base amount of knowledge that they need to have to make a decent decision. And um, why it should be even up for a decision is a good question. So they have uh, completed their report, and it will be made public July 1st. Okay. So people can actually... um, go to go to that group and sign up to listen to that hearing, the presentation.
1: Well, we always have to remember who the FDA represents, and they work essentially for the big pharma, the largest special interest in the world. Now, big pharma will pay billions of dollars just to get their drugs approved, and that money is going to someone. It's going to a federal agency. And so unfortunately, we've gotten to a situation in our country where the regulatory agencies and our representatives are being controlled by the ones who influence them the most with money. I know what the compound pharmacy here in Las Vegas that I use, they have some serious restrictions, not just nationally, but from our state. So as you mentioned, they're not allowed to send some things out of state to patients, particularly hormones, but they've also limited, uh, not even by our state, probably at the national level, they're limited by some of the ingredients that they can use. So for example, we mm-hmm. can't get injectable NADH anymore. We can't get injectable DMPS. Now NADH is a energy molecule yes. that we use uh, along with let's say B5 and B12. Uh, we can't even get AMP. We used to get AMP, which is another energy molecule. And DMPS, of course, is a mercury uh, detoxifying chelating agent, which we Mm -hmm. can't get anymore. So we're being increasingly limited and the restrictions are being multiplied on the compound pharmacy But the ultimate objective to obviously get them out of business. And this has been going on for years. I mean, this was going on about 20 years ago, even when I was in uh, Texas when the uh, apothecary uh, compound pharmacy apothecary, yes. Yes, yeah, so they went through their trials. Recently I had a patient <laughs> in my office. She's a thirty nine year old woman. She has metastatic breast cancer. She was only diagnosed last summer. She even went to Germany and got all the alternative therapies you can think of, mm-hmm. hyperthermia, immune therapy, ozone and so forth. She has three young children, like two, four, and six. And unfortunately the likely, most likely cause is breast cancer, which is epidemic in our society, is chemical drugs, hormones not the natural ones but the chemical ones produced by big pharma such as primarin such as provera and so forth i'm dr dan royer listen to the royal treatment and i'm (laughs) here today with carol ann peterson pharmacist coming to us from canada we'll be right back stay with us Did you know that 4,000 years ago, the Earth's magnetic field was 5 gauss? Over in the last 165 years, scientists have measured the Earth's magnetic field and found that today it is only 0.5 gauss, a decrease of 90%. However, your brain needs the Earth's magnetic field to restore energy to your cells. The good news is that the magnetic sleep pad can give your brain what it needs to restore energy to your cells. Order your magnetic sleep pad by calling 702-444-LUCKY. Think of the Magnetic Sleep Pad as a powerful engine in your car. It gets you up hills faster and with less wear and tear. With the Magnetic Sleep Pad, your brain now has the energy it needs to repair your damaged cells, make enzymes, enhance immunity, and protect you against electrosmog all while you sleep. Get your Magnetic Sleep Pad by calling 702-444-LUCKY. Studies have shown that the Magnetic Sleep Pad can help improve pain, sleep, fatigue, energy, and concentration. Get a free quote for your Magnetic Sleep Pad by calling 702-444-LUCKY. That never again is 702 444
3: Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. So here's the choice. Some people say the USA is finished. It's evil. A has-been. Full of hate and injustice. The U.S. Constitution should be trashed and the Bill of Rights abolished. No free speech. No gun ownership. Competition and free markets are bad. We're all too stupid. For our own good, the government must own everything and know all your secrets.
2: Other people say that America has created
3: the freest, richest, happiest, most generous society that has ever existed in the world. That's why millions of people are desperate to come here and escape their brutal lives in Cuba, Venezuela, North Korea, and 100 other countries. In America, we have the right to succeed, the right to our own living, the right to have a family, the right to believe in God, the right to have our own ideas, the right to be safe and secure, and the right to be left alone.
0: Where do you stand? Help us save the Constitution and restore the American dream.
4: Go to SaveMyFreedom.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council.
0: This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The the power of radio since 1967. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We are back
1: to the show, and I thank you for sticking with us. We're now in the second half of our program, and so far it's been a very interesting and stimulating conversation with Carol and Peterson. She's a registered pharmacist. She was educated in Wisconsin, but she's also a registered certified nutritionist and she's worked for Women's International Pharmacy. I should mention that is a compound pharmacy, one of the originals because even in my early days I was using them as my source of bioidentical hormones. So Carol, let's continue our discussion.
2: Okay, can we can we go to a hormone thing?
1: Let's
2: talk about hormones. Why not? <laughs> so, I just organized a uh, PowerPoint. I'm going to deliver it at ICIM International College of Integrative Medicine this fall. Right. Provided okay. we, we meet, and I discovered to I discovered that there are some things that we kind of hold true that might not be true, and right. I was looking for particularly. Uh, progesterone, how many milligrams of progesterone or, or how much progesterone does the human body produce every day? And we had a number and it was 20 milligrams, 30 milligrams. So I looked all over for source material for that, how we would determine that the amount of that hormone that we made and. Where it was made, how it was measured. Was it measured differently in men and women? How did we do all that to get to that number? Mm -hmm. Which is sort of in the whole field. There are a lot of practitioners who give women that dose, 20, 30 milligrams. And I will say that those women aren't necessarily doing very well. Well, that's <laughs> only like 2
1: or 3%, right? 2 or 3%, isn't that what that translates to? I mean, yes, uh, you know, yes. technically that's like over-the-counter stuff, but go ahead.
2: Right, exactly. Anyway, there's a, a, a number of things, and I finally figured out what the source of that, and it was one of the pioneers in hormone therapy, which was Dr. John Lee from California. Right. Wrote, he wrote a book and yeah. i liked his book natural progesterone but he's the one who said 20 milligrams yeah. he also said these things like hormones store in your fat and here we go is another urban myth because i have yet to find a fat biopsy that proves that and i have been looking for 27 years so no, not okay. 25, but maybe 25 and Uh, When I was at the University of Wisconsin, I had been interested in going to grad school, and I started, and I was going to work with Dr. Joe Robinson, whose specialty was skin and eyes, and he actually did a lot of work with progesterone, and he created um, a progesterone product that's vaginal. It's called Crinone. So it's essentially progesterone in a lubricant, Replens, which he also developed, So we go to him and and go, Dr. Robinson, what about this idea of fat storage of hormones? And he goes, well, that's complete rubbish. (laughs) He said, said, it just has to get through the stratus corneum in your skin, and then it goes into your bloodstream. End of story. That's how it works. And then uh, there's also this thing about rotating where you put your hormones on, because your receptors get saturated in a particular spot. Well, that's another. Nothing has ever been shown to make that a true statement. All of that came from John Lee. I went back to his writing, picked out those things, and I communicated with Dr. Ray Pete.
1: Correct. Okay. You
2: you remember his name?
1: Yes. (laughs) I've been getting his newsletter for 30 years.
2: Me too. I love it. He, uh, I don't 100% agree with him, but he always makes me have to think. (laughs) Well, everything
1: he says in his newsletter is, for the most part, documented, which I find quite interesting. But go ahead. Yes,
2: yes. So he's, uh, you know, he's foundational. He's the scientist behind all this. John Lee sold his ideas, actually, I believe. And I've heard John Lee speak many times, and he very rarely gave Dr. Pete the credit. I think yeah dr. Was,
1: Pete actually is, did his uh, doctoral dissertation you might know this back around 1970 mm-hmm. on the subject of estrogen the hormone
2: hmm yep yep so he's he's been amazing so I emailed dr. Pete and I go oh. uh, where did all this stuff come from and and he goes well basically he said John Lee made it up he thought it was a good number <laughs> possible yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and he he attached a reference like you just said he references stuff right and the reference contained just one study and it was a measure of the venous return from the uterus and that was well over 100 milligrams
1: well one of the things that dr pete has said which i never forgot was that if you do overdose on progesterone which i've never known anyone to come close to doing that you behave as if you're drunk. The bottom line is you really for the most part can't overdose on progesterone. It, it it does so much for the body and of course breaks down to other hormones. And we actually use it in our cancer patients um, because it is anti-carcinogenic. And I'm talking about the natural hormone. One of the things we have to educate patients about is the cancers associated with hormones are the prescription drugs because they are drugs with side effects. But natural products don't have side effects. They have direct effects, not side effects. And <laughs> usually those direct effects are beneficial in some way because it's breaking down to yet another natural product. What do you think?
2: Absolutely, 100%. The other thing is we've since learned quite a lot since um, almost 30 years ago, I have, but uh, hormones do not necessarily just become uh, excreted by an organ like the ovaries and the testes, and uh, the thyroid and the pituitary your body makes hormones all over the place and one one of the articles i pulled was the schwann cells which are the cells that cover uh, that create myelin the covering from all your your nervous system tissue okay those schwann cells make their own pregnenolone and progesterone Hmm. it's Mm -hmm. so important and A clue to this is a low progesterone state is present when people are having seizures. They're unable to maintain that sheath that they need to protect their nerves. Okay. In the brain. Everything's in your brain to make hormones.
1: Well, the brain does have receptors (laughs) for, as you mentioned, pregnenolone, I believe, progesterone, but certainly for active thyroid, T3 as well. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. That whole endocrine system is in your brain as well. All of the enzymes, all of the source materials, progesterone is a major neurosteroid and it is a precursor to an even more major one allopregnenolone. So well, all you,
1: the- <laughs> you mentioned that it's uh, uh, in the brain. I just want to just mention there was a study done uh, showing the effectiveness of using pregnenol on the treatment of a post-traumatic stress disorder. Of course, this is for the uh, the veterans. Mm-hmm. But remember that pregnenol is a mother steroid; it breaks down to what progesterone
2: and DHA. <laughs> correct.
1: Yes, correct.
2: But 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 definitely, and traumatic brain injury, same thing. Uh, there's. Uh, damage to the pituitary and the hypothalamus and even the pineal gland in your brain when you have brain trauma i've uh, taken mark gordon's course on tbi at least four times and he he also has it very very well documented that those hormones make a huge difference and then we have this uh, intra and the work for this was done by somebody at mcgill university that with starting material, DHEA, inside your cell, you can make every other hormone that, that your body wants, the estrogens, testosterone, other adrenal hormones, all possible right inside your cell. So, Yes. So I don't know that we'll ever know how much hormone we actually make. It's too many sources, too much in transition to, to ever learn that mystery so i'd like to say we've had a myth that continues please don't underuse progesterone i think it's a dangerous state it stimulates your estrogen receptors for estrogen probably but i too many women have used that small amount and their breasts swell swell up and they're anxious and raging and can't sleep that means too little progesterone and then they think i can't I've tried progesterone, and I can't take it.
1: Well, part of the problem is when you're supplementing with a natural product like progesterone, uh, when you take that or you increase your level, you're resensitizing your cells, and now your body wakes up to the real state of estrogen dominance and progesterone mm-hmm. deficiency. So what that means is, as you correctly pointed out, you need more progesterone. One of the things that uh, I will also mention about Ray Pete, He's written a few books, and one of the mm-hmm. books he talks about the effect of using progesterone in pregnant women. Of course, when you're pregnant, your progesterone should be as high as it can possibly be. Uh, as soon as the, uh, the egg has been, um, let's say, implanted, uh, you, the progesterone should kick in. If it's not kicking in, what happens? Well, you'll eventually have a miscarriage. But if you have a high level of progesterone, what has been shown is that it correlates with a higher IQ in your children because it's so very important for brain or, as you mentioned, neural development.
2: Right. That was original work done by Dr. Katerina Dalton over 50 years ago. So it makes you wonder, and I actually read in Dr. Pete's book, that when you get gestational diabetes, uh, you do that to enhance the oxygen to the brain of the fetus, which progesterone would have been doing, but somehow your progesterone isn't adequate, your second fallback position is gestational diabetes and i would say anybody who is looking at that kind of diagnosis they should be zipping up on their progesterone and have the smarter kids
1: well keep, hold that thought because i want to continue this discussion after the break i'm dr dan roy you're listening to the royal treatment my guest today is carol Ann pearson i'm sorry peterson <laughs> i know carol Ann pearson Carol Peterson. She's a pharmacist, registered pharmacist, and certified nutritionist. We'll be right back. Did you know that stem cells are present in all of us, just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate your organs and other body tissues? Studies show that your own stem cells are released into the bloodstream following a trauma. However, a plant based supplement called RBC Blend has been found to increase stem cells in your blood without trauma. Order your RBC Blend by calling 702 444 Lucky. One study showed that participants who used RBC Blend increased stem cells in their blood by over 100% after only two weeks. Increase your stem cells with RBC Blend by calling 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 702-444-LUCKY. Stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. For example, they can be used to improve facial appearance, skin tone, and hair growth. Stem cells can also help with muscle aches and joint pains. Increase your stem cells with RBC Blend by calling 702-444-5825. Could RBC Blend be what you need to achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out today and order RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. That number again is 702-444-5825.
3: Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Getting to know you. Let me tell you about America Matters with Eddie Floyd. It comes on every Monday at noon. Don't want you to miss it. That's America
0: Matters with Eddie Floyd. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775 827 8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show.
1: We are back to the show. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you're listening to The Royal treatment coming to you from las vegas through america matters media on radio and television if you need to reach me directly you can email me at droyal at thbclinic.com remember that's one of our sponsors the turtle healing band clinic d as in daniel royal r-o-y-a-l at thb for turtle healing clinic.com or email or, or not email us call us if you don't email <laughs> us 702-560-1454 702 702- Five sixty one four five four. 454 My guest today is Carol Peterson, registered pharmacist and certified nutritionist, and we're going to continue our discussion on natural hormones. Take it away, Carol.
2: Oh, where should we go from there? There's, there's other things that are really interesting about um, hormones. I, let's go to Dr. Jerry Lynn Pryor's work. Okay. Uh, she has, for decades, been looking at the menstrual cycle and ovulation and she's at the University of British Columbia. I've had the lovely opportunity to meet her and uh, she's become my friend and she put me on her scientific advisory board. And once, once she made me help with trying to get a grant and so it's got all these, all these things about you know, how many chairs you held at the university, how many articles you've published and none of it applies. Okay. I go, I go. why do you want me on this grant? She says, the grant is about the translation of information from studies to practitioners to patients. And that simply is not done very well. And she said, you're really good at it. And I've written a newsletter uh, for more than 20 years or edited or put it together. And that was really a big part of my work, putting putting out the word when i first started in this field nobody knew anything about anything and over the years we built up that knowledge base so people can read in in a manner that is understandable both practitioners well documented but your patients have to be able to read what's going on so that has been such such a wonderful tool and getting getting the public uh some information, and so they know what they can ask for, they can identify what's going wrong with them and, and bring that up to their practitioners. There, that's a really sad thing with conventional medicine these days. I hear back from people, they go see somebody and they spend the whole time not even looking at the patient, but yeah. they're sitting answering questions on the computer. Correct. Now, in my opinion. If you're a good medical practitioner, and I still believe that it's really an art, not a science. Yes, it is. The the science is too easily twisted. But you can tell an extreme amount about that patient the minute you encounter them. And I I like what you said before about somebody has to come to your office and see you and interact with you. And allow your body to take in what that patient is presented with. I once did a a newsletter on just looking at the person's face, you can see all these hormone deficiencies.
1: Okay. (laughs) But one of the things I'll mention uh, when you're interacting with the patient, there's an intuition and some people might call it bedside manner, but when a patient is here and I can connect with them, I can help determine what I feel would be most appropriate for them. Now, I never ask a patient to do anything they're not willing to do. I need to be able to understand where the patient has been in, in order to be able to determine where I want to help them to go to improve their health and achieve their goals with our mutual cooperation.
2: Right. One of the things I've done with consultations with people about hormones is I listen to their story. Uh, whatever is going on with them, and I'm very patient, and, and I listen carefully. And then I'll say, um, having listened to you, let me translate what I'm getting in mind when you're talking about this and why um, I think this, and I go into that conversation. And this it's very interesting when uh, people hear that, you know, they feel so validated they'll say you are absolutely right that just fits everything i'm thinking about <laughs> and i know that we're on the right track for some kind of connection to help that that person get better and get with what they want i also know if that connection isn't there uh let's say and this is friends and family are the absolute worst because you can see right in front of your eyes, and you know them, and you know you could help if they'd only let you. <laughs> and, yeah, and it, it, it's like nothing you can say or do lets you in. Uh, I, and I don't know. Maybe it's a problem with being too close to somebody. That well,
1: one of the that, things that, that I found when you have a one-on-one interaction and I'm talking with somebody and we're actually connecting, in the process of talking, I will actually say some things that educate us both. Maybe it was unexpected. You can call it truth from God or from the universe. Mm -hmm. There are various ways by which that is manifest. And occasionally I found myself saying things that helped me to answer (laughs) questions that I had or hadn't thought about, but it came out in a Conversation. It wasn't something I premeditated. It was just part of the natural human interaction experience. Yes,
2: um, and I've. Also-